Something else that hasn't been forgotten as well is the rise and fall of Israel Folau. Now, the ABC is about to screen a two-part documentary series that it delayed back in November last year on the controversial former Wallaby star. Now, Folau, as it is called, charts uh, the journey of the rugby, NRL, and one-time GWS giant. But it also drills into the question... How do you rule on religious expression, which can be bigoted, and the rights of the gay community to live free of vilification? Now, it goes to air next Thursday, May 18. The film's director is the award winner, Ivan O'Manny. Ivan, good morning to you, and really appreciate your time this morning. Oh, good morning. Uh, it's, it's lovely to be on the program. Now, congratulations. I, I watched it. I, I found it very, very interesting. It, it obviously gives a great insight into a very controversial but also a complex chapter in Australian sport, Ivan. Can you take us through what has been, a, I'm assuming, a long process to get to the here and now? Yeah, we started developing uh, the project back in, uh, I think it was 2019, when, when this was all still playing out. Um, you know, we approached uh, Israel's team at the time. Uh, he politely declined, and, and I understood that as well because everybody was still in the middle of everything. You know, the the the, um, the case was still playing out. Um, then we got into a period of, of COVID and things um, uh, slowed down. Uh, we kept developing the program throughout that, and then when we got out of that uh, out of the pandemic and we were able to go back into production. Uh, we really started it in earnest. So we got Nell Minchin on board to direct the show. Uh, I'm producing it. And, um, uh, you know, we, we re-engaged with uh, Israel Folau's team. Uh, we had a, a number of very good conversations with Anthony Picone, his agent. But unfortunately, in the end, he decided not to participate mm. uh, for his own reasons. Um, and uh, we, you know, found other ways to, to tell the story in a way that we hopefully feel is, is, is balanced and and gives a real insight into everything that happened and that, and the questions that it that it uh, threw up. So Ivan, the doco speaks to so you, you spread the net so far. Journos, pastors, bishops. There's AFL executives. There's former teammates. There's former coaches. There's artists. There's writers and, and there's directors. And for those who perhaps don't remember or were living under rock at the time, Falau and Rugby Australia's collision course started with, well, when you trace it back to 2017 and, and the yes vote that Rugby Australia supported but Falau did not. Was that the origins of a lot of what, un, what unfolded? Uh, yes and no. I mean, he at the time uh, expressed in, a, in an otherwise very respectful manner that, you know, he would not be supporting the yes vote. That was his prerogative, and I don't think that that caused much controversy. It wasn't until later when um, uh, a, a, a fan on his on his social media asked him what happens to gay people, and and he responded that um, uh, that they would go to hell unless they repented and turned to Jesus, um, and that caused you know uproar. Um, but it was smoothed over, um, and uh, and then later on he posted another meme which was, a, uh, I guess, a, a reworking of a verse from Corinthians uh, in which it was stated that uh, uh, a long list of, of people, including adulterers and drunks, uh, but also homosexuals, uh, would go to hell um, mm. unless they repented. Mm. That really um, uh, was the, the cause of, of the entire, the direct cause of the entire controversy, because that is what led 
to him being sacked and losing his job with the Wallabies. Uh, Ivan, I have to say, the doco does a good job of balancing both views. You know, Falau and others among the, I guess, Pacific Island community saying he was being sacked for his religious beliefs and sharing, as he says, a message from the Bible against the welfare of people who've endured long struggles with their sexuality and segregation. How difficult was it to navigate that tightrope? Uh, really difficult. Uh, um, it, it's an extremely difficult and, and, and complicated story, you know, and, and it throws up kind of three questions for us. You know, one is, um, uh, you know, what happens when, when values, including corporate values like diversity and inclusion, clash? Uh, the other one is, you know, what happens when freedoms like the freedom of religion uh, and uh, the freedom of speech on the one hand and the freedom to live free of vilification on the other, what happens when they clash? And then the third question that it threw up for us was, you know, how far can an employer actually go mm. in telling an employee what they can and cannot say online? And um, it, 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 it was very, very hard to navigate. And I... You know, rather than, but 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 the aim for us was to not simplify those matter those matters either, and really um, add more complexity to it rather than less, and and hoping that that would lead to the nuance that I think it needs to be able to have a grown up conversation about these issues. You know, just the journey of Israel, not on the field, uh, Ivan, but off it, and his his faith. I mean, he's shown in the early part of the documentary, in the early part of his journey as a young man, to be you know, supportive of homosexual causes and awareness and promoting things like the Pride World Cups and the like. What did, what did you take from, I guess, the way this changed over time? And, and fed into that, of course, was his relationship with his father, Eni, who would appear to have been key in this as well. You know, there's, a, uh, there's a, a, an interesting bit of interview with uh, a rugby writer named Georgina Robinson in the film where she basically says that... Um, in Israel's uh, uh, belief system, if you will, uh, it is perfectly possible to say that you love homosexual people uh, and therefore want to save them by making sure that they come to Jesus, you know, and, and part with their ways. Um, and, and that that is an expression of love rather than of hate. And she then goes on to say that that in his world is is a perfectly normal way of thinking, whereas for many other people, that's inconceivable. That's a bizarre contradiction. And I think that's possibly where this comes from as well, you know, that at one point in his life, he was comfortable posing uh, for a gay magazine um, and and supporting the Bingham Cup. Uh, But later on, based on his religious beliefs, also then posting these um, these memes that have been perceived to be homophobic because mm. in his in his mind they're not mutually exclusive things to do. Yeah, and the Australian Christian lobby as well. I thought the documentary, you know, spent a good period of time on them and the role they played particularly in the back end of his of his um I guess failing career with the Wallabies. Well, it was so interesting to us that, you know, I hadn't even clocked at the time uh, how big their involvement had been. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until we really dug into it that I realized, oh, God, yes, that's where the money came from. You know, when the GoFundMe page was shut down by GoFundMe because they were getting a lot of uh, bad publicity for allowing him to raise money for his legal defense, the Australian Christian lobby stepped in and then raised, you know, a hell of a lot of money. Um, and um, uh, I, 
I think that in return, um, they, you know, they tried to get out of that as much as they could. Yeah. And um, mm. I, I wonder what Israel, how Israel feels about that now that he looks back on those days, you know, that trade-off. Fascinating, isn't it? And, and now he's, I think, playing his trade for Tonga, isn't he? And um, he had some vision of him playing um, in, in a tournament recently in, in Fiji. Might have been last year. So, um, yeah. And there was a settlement off the other side of it too, Ivan, which um, was is forever going to be unknown, I suppose, financially with Rugby Australia. Well, I don't know if it'll be forever unknown, but, you know, we certainly weren't able to get to, uh, to the bottom of that one other than that it involved a substantial amount of money. Um, but it was a bit of a pyrrhic victory, wasn't it, really, when you think about it, because he might have gotten the money, but he still can't play in Australia. You know, he's still, you know, in a way, he's sort of banished to play overseas. And, um, and I wonder whether, um, you know, in his mind, that is, that is worth it. Just as I wonder whether in Rugby Australia's mind, you know, the fact that we don't have him as our fullback anymore was was worth it. Ivan, top job, I've got to say. It's come across uh, magnificently and you've done a great job of what is an enormously complex uh, issue and, and retelling that story. It's going to go to where Thursday, May the 18th, Thursday, May the 25th, 8 o'clock, ABC TV and ABC iView. Really appreciate your time, uh, Manny. Thanks a lot, Ivan. Thanks, mate. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it.